Listen, if your diet consists of Taco Bell and junk food and being the heaviest you can possibly be, then you're going to enjoy TFSJiu-Jitsu.com. TFS Jiu-Jitsu is a website focused around Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu technique videos that actually work. Great fundamentals provided by many different instructors from various levels. It really has a lot to offer to a white belt in Jiu-Jitsu all the way up to a black belt. It's a great website, and with gi videos and no gi videos, it really kind of keeps everything nice and fresh. Ben Tallini is a team balance black belt, and when he built this website, he wanted to put a focus on building something that people felt confident in the information that they were receiving. And Ben has done a fantastic job with this website. He has provided us with a lot of great techniques and a lot of different ways that you can get to different positions in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So make sure you guys check them out at tfsjujitsu.com. Listen, Ben put a lot of time into this, and there has been a lot of nights where he has eaten Crunchwrap Supremes putting this website together. So make sure you show Ben some love. The website's tfsjiujitsu.com. So my next guest for today I met at Christmas wedding, and him and I were both in Chris's wedding party. When I first met Critter, he was a very unique guy in the sense that he was just very positive, friendly. He made it seem like I've known him for for years and years when we had just met for just a few minutes. And the more I talked to him, the more I learned how much of a hustler this dude is from working a full-time job to singing in a band called Anti Up to running a t-shirt company called 13. Uh, All their information is in the description of the podcast, so make sure you check them out and pick up a couple sweet shirts. They're wicked comfy. They're just great quality stuff. It's not a sponsorship. I just I'm just plugging some really good quality stuff. And when we sat down to do the podcast, I was very I wasn't surprised, but I really understood why Chris Smith liked Critter so much. It's the guy has he's just so positive and he just has such a great outlook on things. And I think you guys are really gonna like this one uh, with my new friend Critter. How old is your little one? Just turned two on October 30th. Is that your only one? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it is. And you, how, how, is, how is yours? Uh, great, man. He's uh, almost nine months. It's weird to say. He's starting to cut 30. his teeth a little bit, which is cool. He's starting to get little teeth in his mouth. It's pretty wild to see. Teething is, is probably not the most fun ex- fun experience with being a dad. Yeah, I feel like we just got... Actually, he didn't really sleep very much. And even through teething, he's actually been uh, pretty good. That's good, yeah. Mine just got his molars. Ooh, I hear that's rough. Was, yeah, not the happiest. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a madman with it. But he was he's also having a growth spurt during the same time, so it made it like... Oh, wow. 
yeah, he was just cr- like he just went on for like a solid week of just being miserable. <laughs> oh shit, that's crazy. That oh, yeah. sucks, dude. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you doing the podcast. I was shocked when you asked me to do it. I Hell yeah. didn't think very interesting person but i'm stoked to to be a part of it i uh i asked chris about it and he was telling me what you were doing and kind of the concept of just asking whoever and whenever and just kind of just going at it and i thought it was a cool idea and i've i've done a few podcasts so it's definitely fun so i appreciate you asking me yeah hell yeah yeah i don't uh i tell everybody that i don't really have like a there's no agenda here i'm not trying to you know put you into a corner or some shit but we started talking, and then you're like, you know what, Corey, I kind of want to edit a part out. It's totally cool. You just let me know what part. We'll cut it out, and you don't even have to stress about it. Oh, for sure. For cool. sure. Sweet. No, I just, I was, uh, the reason why I thought you and I would talk, because Chris and I, we know Chris Smith mutually, and when we were at uh, the wedding we met, and I thought you were so fucking funny. <laughs> that wedding was a blast. Yeah. Like, I still, like, he like what was it two weeks ago they got the pictures back and of course the the famous picture of the pants ripping yeah was, i know i forgot i know i totally forgot about that, that amazing well, well it was funny because he sent the pictures when like i like fell asleep on the couch and when i woke up i for whatever like everyone in the world i looked at my phone for whatever reason and all i saw was a text from him that just said uh thanks again for being a part of the wedding it was a blast and i was like that's random like he just said that like two months later but i was like oh no problem yeah and then hey i seen pictures posted i said yo where are the pictures he goes did you even look at your text and then i went back and there was like 20 photos and you're like oh shit yeah i didn't even know as i was obviously in like a sleep coma and then when i looked at it, it of course that picture was there and he goes believe it or not he goes, Tracy and I are literally framing that picture where everyone was laughing the moment it happened for the front room. And I'm like, thank you. It's amazing, <laughs> dude. It's iconic. Rip your pants as we're doing pictures, dude. That was amazing. I thought it was cool, though, like even though it sucked. But like it was just funny how the guy said do something funny. And it, I guess it was funny if you weren't me at the time. Like, cause yeah, now. Right. Right. Is if you look at the picture, like definitely everyone was filled with one hundred percent haha in yeah. the face. See me like shit. <laughs> right. I didn't know what we were gonna do. Dude, in <laughs> hindsight, you just you made uh, a really memorable moment accidentally. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm always gonna remember that was that was that was pretty sweet. That was so funny. Dude, I I think the funniest part of it was going into the wedding like because I only knew a few people there. Right. And walking into the wedding, I'm like running into people that like maybe in line or whatever when we were first getting there. And people were like, oh, you're crit. You're the one that ripped your pants. And I'm like, did someone <laughs> like now? Like, how does everyone already know this? And how do you even know? Like, I had a mask on. Like, how? what told them that I was the guy? That's so funny. That's but hilarious. Then, yeah, it was great. That was a blast. It was awesome to meet everyone, too. Like I said, yeah. you know, men and Chris and everyone and like it was just like a click moment like it was like oh like I knew these guys for years like, yeah everybody go. got along so well it was sweet everybody everybody matched really well it was oh, how yeah. do you I don't even know how do you know Chris so um Chris used to be in a band <clears throat> back in the day called Trill Lies and when my good buddy Camden one of one of my close friends he my buddy Camden he he's in the 
he was in the military, so he moved around, but he, he ended up being stationed in New York and he met Chris while he was out there. And then, uh, so Chris was in that band Trail Lives. And I dug the band and then uh, I actually got to meet him one of the times that I seen him play. And then we just kind of, you know how Chris is. Chris is yeah. a little probably, and I'm not just saying it, like he's literally probably one of the nicest people. Yeah, like, yeah no, really. For in real. the world. Yeah. And at the time could like, you know, kick the head off the Statue of Liberty if you yeah. wanted to. But, um, <laughs> so I, I dug his band and like, he's, he's a phenomenal drummer. So we just clicked, you know, as, as I'm in a band too. And then, so like we just stayed in touch and then just became real good friends. And uh, it's been awesome ever since. Like we still like, even during all this COVID stuff, we, we work out all the time on video and he teaches me Muay Thai stuff all the time through video. Cause that's how, you know, we live so far away, but right. That's so badass. That's cool. It's, you uh you obviously play in a band too, right? You said. Yep. Yep. Playing a band cool. called Annie Up. Annie Up, you said. Yep. Yep. We uh, we just crossed fifteen years. Whoa, fifteen years. Fifteen, which is insane. Considering I'm only thirty four, like I damn near been in that band half my life. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's crazy to think. It's it's yeah. kind of cool that music has kind of helped introduce you to a lot of different people from all over the United States. It, to be that honest, like, um, that music, even though, you know, the genre hardcore, you know, whatever people like, you know, people that don't really understand it, you know, have their own perception of it. But like, to be real about it, that, that genre of music is like giving me everything. Like my, my friends, like I have friends across the world because of that music. That's and cool. Finally, I met my wife through that band and oh. now I have my son so like literally hardcore gave me everything I have wow that's uh, crazy to think huh yeah it's it's wild like my wife grew up with like some of my close friends out in Altoona PA so like I, I was friends with her but like I met her when I was on the road and we just became buddies and then like you know time went on and both became single at the same time and then it kind of just happened and then here we are you know moved her out to michigan and ended up getting married and had a baby and wow. here we are <laughs> that's wild it really introduced you to a lot what uh what what uh instrument do you play i actually sing in the band oh shit you sing Damn. i'm the uh i'm the songbird of my generation they tell me nice uh, very very uh elegant and uh classy Dude, style that's even cooler i feel like chris is probably already played you a bunch while we were in Muay Thai and I didn't even realize it. I'm willing to bet. He does he does listen to us quite often, um, which I am very thankful for when anyone ever listens to us, let alone him, because he he and if you know him and obviously you get to train with him, so you probably see it more than I do, but like he's one of them people that like he gets you motivated just by the energy he's like he's always on you know? Yeah, it's 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 definitely a unique energy. You don't see that very much in people. No, like he he'll like randomly text me on like a Tuesday at like six AM and be like, Kill it today, bro, I love you and it's just like that's the shit you need to hear. Like more <laughs> if, if more people were like that in the world, I think the world would be a lot better. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, he's one of a kind. He is he uh have you guys like done any music together, like wrote songs or anything? Uh, we have not, but <laughs> we've actually talked about doing a, a side project band. Um, so we're, uh, we're both straight edge. I don't know if you're familiar with the term at all. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you are. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we, we, you know, straight edge, you know, no drugs, no drinking, you know, 
we um we also have a few other friends that are straight and we talked about doing a side project band called bull god which is the name of a kid rock song uh, <laughs> yes amazing uh we talked about doing a side project called that bull god and it was going to be just like a straight edge like pissed off band and obviously like everyone that was in it like people are kind of pieced together like it'd be me him camden we had a couple buddies from pa that we're going to be in it so it's kind of like people all over we're going to record yeah. online put out a couple songs just to see what people think and That'd so be far sweet. we've talked about it for like three years it hasn't happened yet but we're going to keep one saying day. it one day it'll be sweet though but oh, like it's... for your band that you play in right now who writes the music uh, so we all do. Um, we're actually in the middle of a, of a member change right now. One of our guitarists ended up uh, parting ways within the past couple months. Uh, but um, me and me and my best friend and the whole planet, Matthew Kane. He, uh, me and him are the originals since 2005. Everyone else in the band um, came in after the fact. Our drummer is the longest since then. He's been in about going on eight years. But uh, we all write together. Um, I do all the lyrics myself, uh, but they, you know, they do all the music and we just kind of come together. They'll send me like a rough recording, like, you know, whether with a phone or like a laptop and then I'll write to that. And then Whoa, kinda... that's kind of cool. How do you, how do you come up with your lyrics? Do you have like a, uh, like a system in your head? Um, I would say so. So like, uh, the cool thing about it i tell everyone like if you if you followed annie up since 05 you will kind of see like the different chapters of my personal life like where i was and like what what's going on in my life at that time um you know the first stuff we wrote you know being that i was like 18 19 years old like it was obviously angry you know you hate the world blah 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 blah. you know we're you know angry kids you know, as the, as as time progressed, you know, so did the lyrics and so did the band, you know, musically. It, it, it got different, you know, and uh, we ended up writing an album called See You in Hell. Uh, that, the first, I mean, that title track alone, like, people will probably think it's like this hate everybody type song, but it, it, it is and it isn't. Like, the song was actually about a, my mother was in a motorcycle accident years ago and got hit by a guy that blew a stop sign and almost killed her. Um, so like that song was like written about him. So, you know, so like that song, like kind of like people not necessarily knew the topic, but they could probably relate to the lyrics if they actually read it, you know? So, uh, and then, you know, like I said, it kept progressing. So like the next release was called needles and nails. And that was referencing the heroin epidemic that the world's in, you know, like, yeah. And, uh, you know, it kind of went in depth with that and, you know, a couple other songs that were more like going on, like, again, what was personal in my life at that time, uh, you know, old friendships parting away for things that, you know, they came and learned to regret later down the road for things that they, you know, something that changed in their life and they decided to, you know, get rid of their old friends and then realize that might not have been the best thing, you know, and so the latest release uh, was called time is my enemy. And then I'm sure you as a father, like, you know, that moment you became a dad, your whole world changed. Like everyone told you it was going to change, right. but once it happened, you felt it. And, uh, that, I mean that, that, you know, just that name itself, time is my enemy just speaks to exactly what it's about. Like where now 
you understand that everything you do in life needs to be valuable or there's really no point of doing it because we're not going to be here forever, you know, and you're not going to be able to do these things forever. So like, you know, it, it's important that every moment that you're doing anything, it, it should be meaningful and something you want to do and not necessarily an obligation, you know, like you, you should just try to just do everything you want to do is you don't know if tomorrow's ever going to come, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, dude, that's a lot to unpack, man. Holy shit. You ran over so many topics there. Holy cow. It, I, it, well, like, I kind of, kind of blabbered with it, but I mean, basically no, I dude, just, that's, that was, that was really powerful. That was cool. What I was, you know, what I was trying to get in a nutshell almost was just like, you could see kind of like where, you know, the chapters of my life were. And like at yeah. that time, like I felt like what I was putting down as lyrics, like a lot of bands these days, you know, it didn't matter what genre, but like some people just write lyrics to write them. Like they might not necessarily be something that they're going through or whatever. They're just trying to write something to write. But like, I don't feel that's fair to anyone that's putting time and effort into listening to our band. So the lyrics are really important because I want to make sure they're, they're filled with reality and filled like, like you can look into what's going on with me. Right. You know, well, also well, I think that these that's why hardcore is so like so strong, right? Hardcore is around when I was younger too, and that's these people like connect to the music, right? They can when I listen to music that I listened to back in the day, it was like emotionally charged music, you know, I, I connected with it in a certain way, and I think that's what a lot of people do with your stuff right like they really connect with it in a deep meaningful way especially with those lyrics that's that's like really powerful lyrics try to a song i appreciate it who who were some of like the bands you like grew up listening to i was more like pop punk like i listened to a lot of like uh four year strong or um transit or um you know dance gavin dance like not like the straight edge hardcore scene but it's kind of the same threads ran through, you know? Oh, yeah. Is that, is that how you met Chris? Or did you meet him through Muay Thai? No, yeah, I met him through uh, through the gym. Yeah, no, oh, okay. When he first started training, he was just like uh, this big, uh, big heavy set dude. And now he's like a 205er looking slim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always wondered how you met. I didn't know if it was the gym or if it was music or what, what it may yeah. be. Yeah, so for music for me, but I remember music always been for me i think uh you try to connect with it in a really deep way especially when you write lyrics like losing your mother that's powerful shit man i think a lot of people kind of like resonate with that my my for the my my mother's still here oh yeah yeah she she um she did get permanent lifelong injuries from it damn that's crazy she she almost passed right it was and and the crazy thing is like the guy didn't like he was pulling uh he was pulling a yacht and he oh. blew a stop sign and it it hit her like not straight head on but like kind of at an angle um and she was doing 50 and oh. a, i mean the limit was but he blew and he didn't even know how to back up with a trailer so like oh. the guy didn't even know how to drive with a boat but yet he was Dude, you know what's so crazy to me about that is for a trailer, you, there's no special license. You, you can just tow a giant-ass trailer behind your car. No license, no special license yep. for that. Yep, and, and that's like the perfect, like that's that's exactly what that was, right? You had some yeah. guy that 
didn't care doing whatever he wanted and right. completely and altered somebody's life including their families you know what i mean right back to the band stuff how, what was like the biggest show that you uh got to play for so there, there's been a lot of a lot of cool ones um I, I would have to say like the biggest for us like the 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 you know the peak for our band which was like a really cool thing too it was kind of it was a bucket list um my band in uh 2018 actually got the chance to do a tour in europe whoa uh, that's awesome yeah we got to we went with some of our closest friends there's a band over there called life betrays us so anyone listening to this check out that band because they're literally probably one of my favorite bands to watch live and it was and i never got to see them but i, I listened to them nonstop until that point but i was like i said they're good friends but we got to play with them 10 days straight and you didn't want to miss not even a second of their set um but we got to do a full tour over there in, in, in europe dude that's cool where'd you guys go uh we landed um we well we first stayed in uh amsterdam we stayed overnight we didn't play there we stayed overnight um and then we started we so we played in belgium germany france and the netherlands uh but we had multiple shows i guess we had eight shows total all thanks to our friend ammo he he literally booked that entire thing like we talked about doing it like a year or two previous and some things happened it didn't end up going through and then we talked about it and he literally would stay up nonstop, contacting promoters all in different countries and made it happen Damn. and it was like the most memorable thing ever that's amazing and, uh, yeah it was it was so cool and i would say like the biggest show we played was the second to the last show we headlined a festival in france and it was sold out Damn. and the, the craziest part of it like the the nuttiest thing like that happened was there was like a whole mob of people in the front that knew lyrics to every song we played and it was That's like awesome. mind blown it was Holy wild you're up yeah really yeah. cool what's that like the what was the moment like when you walked out on stage after your very first show in europe like that must have been amazing huh it's yeah like in in music over there is different like I feel people over in Europe, I mean, it might just be because we're a band from far away, but they appreciate music like to the highest caliber over there. And when we went, the venue was one of those spots um, where like some countries over there, the government like funds venues and funds shows. So like you could be a promoter and they will give you X amount of dollars to help with guarantees to like drive music over there. And, Wow. We played the, we played this place that was like built to actually be the whole building this giant it was like four stories the whole place was built to be a recording studio in any room you were in including the venue it was weird wow. and uh, we played there and after we played the first set like like you were saying like it was just kind of like is we've played so many shows but then you like stopped and think you're like yo we're not going to drive an hour and be back home we're like across the world yeah. <laughs> and that it was, was just wild. like that was kind of where it clicked i was like wow we're really doing this right that must have been insane and then you got to go tour europe for 10 days and getting paid to do so like that's pretty sweet yeah like somehow we you know we sold a lot of merch and um we caught an insane deal on flights like somehow we got round trip flights for everyone in the band for like just over 400 bucks whoa jesus yeah, like it was 
unheard of. Any of our friends that toured Europe were like, you know, your first tour, you're probably going to lose out a lot of money, but that's normal. And somehow we came back home like even, which wow. made no sense because we're not we're not well, a big band. That that's even better than you know. Oh yeah, it was terrific. That's sweet. So not only do you have the band, but you're also doing your your thirteen clothing line, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, How many hours actually, a week do you think you'd like designate to each of these? I am one of those people that like. <laughs> um, my wife will probably attest to this. I'm one of those people that like because I'm on the go so much. Like, if I sit in a chair longer than ten minutes, I'll you'll probably see me pass out like sleep for <laughs> even uh, if it's five minutes because like I you know I wake up at three every day for work, my like regular day job, and then I. You know, I work 10, 12 hours, and then I come home. Um, I work out. My son comes out in the garage. We hang out in the garage. So he goes to bed, and then we, you know, do whatever we got to do with the clothing line, whether it's designs or posting or, you know, ordering merch or, you know, printing stuff or whatever it may be. You know, so I would, you know, I allocate, you know, at least I would say 15 hours a week, 20 hours a week to that too. Wow, that's crazy. That's a lot of time. Yeah, is it just it's, you that runs that place? Or the so, line? So, um, we're based like literally right now. We turn my entire garage. Um, mo- half of it's a gym, and half of it is like everything we do, like whatever our printing is, you know, our inventory, things like that, and um, everything. You know, I would say eighty-five percent. You know, we print and do almost all of it ourselves. Um, oh. Of our printing and embroidery needs, we use our good friends at Edgman Printing, which is based here in Michigan. That's but yeah, cool. it's, it's busy, man. Do you do all the? Do you say you do the printing yourself, or you give it? Some of it, some of it, but a lot of it, a lot of it, Edgman does. Um, they they do a good amount as well, and they do all our embroidery. I'm I'm hoping to get my own embroidery set up, probably within a year. Um, depends how. Do you how you get into something like this? I, years ago, um, there was a band growing up that I always liked. It was called On Broken Wings. They're like a real heavy, like metalcore band. And the music runs deep in your veins. What was that? Music runs deep in your veins. Oh, 100%. He he started a clothing line called Johnny Cupcakes, which is now like a multi-million dollar brand. It's it's huge. And... I always thought that I was like, man, that's cool. Like he's a straight edge dude in a band. I was like, he's doing clothing. I always like clothing. And I grew up skateboarding my whole life. And kind of one of the things that I resonated was like, you know, growing up skateboarding, you know, I didn't really always have that much money and all the cool clothes was really expensive. So at that time I started an old, old brand with this kid I grew up with that ended up falling apart. And we just had our differences. We'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the whole, the end of that brand, I kept sitting there drawing the number 13 all the time because, I, you know, I was born on July 13. That number was kind of like my number my through baseball and uh, everything. See, I was going to ask about that too. That makes sense. Yeah. One day, one day I kept drawing it and drawing it. I was like, you know, one day I'm going to start a brand myself. It's just going to be me and I'm going to call it 13. And uh, when I left that brand, started thinking about it and I'm like, well, what would it take to do it? And uh, came up with some ideas and uh, my good buddy, Troy Moore, Oh no, Tuna! I kind of threw some ideas at him, like you know, I want to start a brand, and he's a phenomenal tattooer and artist. So he was like, "Well, I can help design something." So he designed the very first logo, which is a little bit different than probably what you've seen, because um, I haven't really posted 
that anymore because I changed the logo itself to be a little bit different. Um, yeah, but he came it. up with an idea, and, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. I tried. We did a hoodie and a T-shirt, and they sold out instantly. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'm onto something. And then it just went from there, and it just grew. Oh, and, shit. Uh, How long ago and, did you start this brand? Uh, this coming February will be six years. Nice. Yeah. Was, how was the first few years? Did you actually like make out on it? I hear sometimes when you start a company, you don't really make money until your year three, they say, right? Yeah. Uh, I never, I always put it right back in. Um, mm. I, uh, I would, you know, you, like I said, you know, we sold out, but like in the beginning, you know, I was, I had to learn the hard way, but I like, you know, I was trying to make shirts like to sell as cheap as possible like because i didn't want to like i didn't want people to be kind of steered away from it because you know some people oh, i don't want to pay that much but like i was charging way too less and you know it was kind of like killing me so i was like well if i'm going to charge more i gotta you know print on better garments up the quality you know, and effort and I, that's what i started doing and you know like i said the the logo I, I wanted to do something different with the logo i wanted to have something that was very versatile something like you could be a you know eighteen year old skateboarder wearing it, or you could be a fifty year old businessman wearing it, and no one looked at it like it couldn't be legit. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, oh, that makes sense, you know. Right. And that's where we came up with the. Uh, I decided to do a Roman numeral style, and uh, one of my good friends we came up with a font, and then we also went up and just chopped it and made all the lines unique and made a very unique logo, and then got it trademarked. That's cool. What, what was the process for you to get get it trademarked? Um, I ended up uh, a, a friend of mine hooked me up with a lawyer, like mm-hmm. a trademark lawyer. Uh, I had to go through a giant process of that, you damn, know, bro. Paperwork and searching, and it, it literally took like initially paying for it and putting it into the system to trademark it. It took about a year and a half, two years before it got approved. Wow, you know, federally, because they got to search everything. And, yeah. and, you know, there's millions of people in this, you know, country that could have made something very close or somewhat similar, and they have to go through all of that before it can get yeah, cleared right. and approved. Right. That's really cool. That's uh, So who does all the designing of the shirts? Is it you that does it? So I, I do not – some designs I have done, um, some, you know – I definitely come up with the ideas of what I want. And again, uh, Troy Mort, his, he does a big help with a lot of my designs, especially you'll see like I do holiday themed, like exclusives. Yeah. yeah. Mainly, the Halloween one was amazing. That that's, it, it's always been the Halloween that we've always done. And this year we did a new one for Christmas as well. And I think I'm going to start, I think I'm going to focus on a couple more holidays as well for next year. Like I got some big ideas. So he, nice. he's a big help with that. Um, I got another good friend out here. Goes by the name Etor. He's a he's a graffiti guy. He he's helped out with some designs. You know, I've had, I've had a lot of friends, you know, help and chip in. You know, and then I obviously love giving them credit because it helps them maybe grow their name and what they're doing too. You know, right, right. That's really cool. What an interesting uh, idea. How long? Like, how long did you say you had thirteen in your head for that you were like to do a brand? I would say probably a year and a half before I started it, somewhere around there, a year and a half, two years before I started, I came up with the idea. 
like that I wanted it. And what made you want to finally pull the trigger? Was it just the fact that Johnny Cupcakes was like taken off? He well, he, his brand was like an inspiration for sure because like what he did, you know, he made something unique. Like it, it wasn't just like a clothing line. Like he did, you know, the packaging was cool. Like right. you know, the way he runs his shops, like everything was just very unique and fun and 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 positive, you know. And I was like, it, it, it's cool. And I, bought, what was like, stuff. what was that moment in your head that you were like? shit i need to just pull the trigger on 13 and get it moving i think i think the time that it was was like when i separated from that other brand that i started that brand ended up fizzling out but like it's probably like six to eight months maybe almost a year after that like i kind of was like bored like in my free time i was like you know looking at everything else you know you see people starting companies or this or that and i was you know i kind of looked at it like well why can't i do it why right. can't i do it? you know that's that's interesting because i think there's a lot of people that are out there that start planning things they plan something like starting a t-shirt company or starting a boxing glove company and it never gets past the point of actually like executing on the plan and taking that because it's a big leap of faith right how much money did you have to invest initially to get 13 started like probably two grand three grand to just print a bunch of t-shirts yeah, I, I mean, uh, like I said, having having the fr- – I mean, I got some really good friends, some really, really good friends that, like, they they helped a lot. Like, you know, the first uh, first person to print for me was Nameless Prints, which they're out in Jersey. Um, they helped with printing, you know, so, like, you know, and Troy helped with the design. So I had a lot of good friends that were willing to help me make something I had as a dream to come alive without like breaking the bank. You know what I mean? So I definitely had to, you know, I would say the first run of clothes, maybe, maybe six to 700 bucks, you know, but then I had to buy shipping materials, you know, then, then I had to go get a a computer because I needed to make a shipping station at home, you know, so I had to buy a MacBook and, you know, all these things and, you you know, you start piecing it together, you know, and, you know, year after year, yeah, and in year after year, the, the cost grew, but you started seeing some income come back in, so it kind of made it all worth it. You know, it's obviously you don't want to continue to lose because then at some point you got to make a decision whether either change your business motto and business, you know, process of what you're doing, or you got to maybe close it up. But that was never really going to be an option for me because to me, the brand is all about motivation and and kind of giving up isn't really in my head you know it's like not even an option that's interesting yeah chris smith is right you are a very unique individual you're inspiring in your own way that's kind of cool i don't know if that's a good thing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) like unique i i I appreciate it like uh I, i feel like i'm pretty pretty simple person uh i just like i said i just try to I just try to put my all into everything that I do spend time on. Like I was telling you earlier, like whether it's my band or the clothing line, um, obviously my biggest, you know, inspiration and my biggest driving factor is my wife and my son, you know, just trying to be the best man I can be. And also the, you know, best role model for my son, just so I, I just try to do everything I can that's positive and try to just be better than I was the day before. Yeah. No, I, I I respect somebody who was able to take a big leap like that and start a 
start a business because there's some people out there that like I was saying before they just plan and plan and plan and never officially execute you know they just uh, kind of get locked up and stumbled which is unfortunate oh, yeah. it, it's common you know and like I said I, I won't say that it wasn't it was definitely wasn't easy I mean there was definitely some times you know where like you know before I, I got the job and the position I'm in now like with my day job like when I first started the brand I wasn't making much money at all and you know I was working my ass off but I wasn't really making that much money so like any money I was putting towards the brand I mean that was literally like you know any type of extra funds I yeah. had but you know I felt like it needed to happen you know what I mean because I wasn't looking at it like I was making a clothing line like I said I'm I'm trying to build like a movement like I want everyone that sees my logo to understand that the logo means one thing and it's it's motivation right it's just like when you see it you know like that person wearing it understands it and that person's a part of it like that's why i try not you know obviously you know with business you want to have income coming in but it's not about like making millions and breaking the bank and this and that but it's it's just about trying to bring positivity into a world that i feel is just filled with the exact opposite interesting you know yeah, interesting. That's uh dude, powerful statements from you today. Pretty incredible. How do you it, what's the like what is this mar- what's the your marketing strategy? People use that term a lot in business. Mark, how do you brand like how do you push out 13? Um I think like the biggest thing I'm trying to do with the brand uh I don't know if you've seen it recently, so and this kind of will like coincide with what you asked. Uh, so I started a blog on my website and the whole idea behind the blog is what the brand is, I guess you would say. So what I'm doing is I'm, I send, I'm interviewing people all across the world that I feel are a branch of what the brand is. Like Interesting. it could be, it could be someone else that started a business or it's someone like Chris Smith who, you know, is just an energetic, fully motivated person teaching Muay Thai, working a full-time job, training with his awesome wife because she is another badass that's doing, you know, all the weightlifting and all her meets and like, right. you, know, you know, someone like, you know, my friend Deb from New York who, who's a mom that also runs her own company. Deb Crush. You know, all these, all these good stories in in strong people in the world that maybe not everyone knows about yet. And the blog is sharing their story and also their links for their brand or their Instagrams or whatever it may be because I want I want people to start focusing on good things in life. It's so easy to get wrapped up in, you know, the political drama or negativity or anything that's going on in the world that's bad because everyone knows, you know, that's what the internet wants. They want the clicks for that stuff. But in my opinion, I'm trying to change that and I want it to be good things like good stories or companies or people or whatever the hell is going on that's positive and that's what i want to share and the brand in itself that's what it is it it, it's it's a light in a world of darkness like that's what it should be and and that's what i'm trying to create with it you know you speak with a lot of emotion about 13 that's really that's awesome you can definitely tell you're very you're very passionate about it well, it's like I said, it's it's more than me just like printing a picture on a shirt because, in my opinion, that's been done a billion times, right? You know, yeah. and 
and I, and it's not the biggest brand at all. And there's probably, you know, there's millions of people that have never heard about it yet. The goal is for them to hear about it and, and, and to keep pushing and driving to, you know, make it bigger and bigger. You know, I'm, I'm working on a brand ambassador program. Actually, Chris Smith is, is part of that. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of things in 2021 where you'll see promotions for this and, and, you know, kind of developing that whole side of the, the business where I want people like him to represent the brand and, and all over in their areas and their reach, you know, and also helping them grow whatever they're doing as well. Like, it's not just about like, Oh, spend money with me. Like yeah. I want everyone to make money and I want everyone to grow and, and, and become successful in whatever they're doing. It's interesting. It's the whole, the movement of 13 is being like motivated and 13 is kind of like an unlucky number, right? A lot of people see it as an unlucky number. That, and, and that's exactly true. Um, that, that, that's why I said like, it was weird how that happened, but like being born on, you know, July 13th. And then, like I said, even in baseball, my number that was given to me was 13 and it's kind of like, I'll look at a clock randomly when driving by or something and seeing that, you know, I, the numbers everywhere. So it kind of like, why couldn't it be the exact opposite? And then, you know, the 13th letter of the alphabet is M. So that's when it all clicked was like, okay, well then we'll make this, you know, what I try to be every day, which is motivated. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's uh it's a really interesting project you got on your hands. That's it's, it's really powerful, right? Because you're, you can definitely tell it's something that you love and to devote not only your full-time job, right? You're working what time? When do you start work? Tech, well, <laughs> I live 40 miles from my work. Oh, so I drive, Yeah, 40 miles one way, 40 miles back. So it's like an hour drive, but I, I wake up at 3. Um, nice. I get to work probably around quarter after 5, and I normally – on normal days, I work till about 4. Yikes. And, Bro, that, those are such long days. And then to do 13 on top of it, that whole clothing company, to do that, plus that, yep. and in a band? And in a band. Um, How do you juggle all, all of that? Try to, it, it, it's hard. Right. <laughs> Once it's easy, you know, in, in uh, like I said, I, I ended up building a whole gym in my house because I didn't want to spend, you know, you come home wash up leave and go to the gym you know i'm gonna be gone another hour and a half from my house which means another hour and a half away from my family so i was like well that can't happen so i built a gym here so now my kid's out in the garage and works out with me that's awesome and we you know built everything here so that kind of helped like juggle you know what i mean so instead of like me going off somewhere else i just do it at home right and trying to make things a little bit more you know, easy on the, on the family, not on me. Cause like, you know, you have to sleep as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's definitely a lot on your plate and it's, you have to take it bite bites one bite at a time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And that's, that's definitely the truth, you know, and, that, and that's, that's something I had to kind of like, you know, after, after becoming a dad, I had to really look at it. Cause I, I used to be stretched even more thin. you know, I used to book shows and do this and do that. And like, it was to the point where, like, I really had to, you know, pick the, the the key factors in my life that were really, you know, needed, you know, and kind of slowed on to the things that weren't because it was just, you know, too much. Like, there was just too much going on for anybody, you know, so I had to thin it out a little bit. Yeah, that's – I was going to say the same happened for me when we had Ashton trying to 
like juggle everything and then realizing my priorities are now kind of shifting towards being more of the family man you know what I mean trying to reshift my focus I was the same way like you I was stretched then constantly yeah and it's a practice yeah. right yeah it, um so like uh you you being a dad like what what was the first thing that you saw like become the ultimate change like when when did you real like what when did it click was it was it when he was born or what like what like what was it that kind of like made it click where you're like okay my priorities like this is it now it was uh i don't know man that's a great question you know i i got the answer it was probably when he was like two months old and i was rocking him to sleep and then he was like really fussy and then he put his head on my chest and then he completely kind of just went like comfort zone like he just he went dead weight and then did his little like hmm and then passed out and that was the moment where i was like shit this is very important and it, i don't know man like two months but i mean i was always holding him i would rock him to sleep but i just remember one night being like holy shit it just is, got real you know? yeah yeah and like, like i like man when Ashton was born in the hospital. I was crying because I was so happy. You know, oh, yeah. it was a really beautiful moment. And then you, you're tired, right, for like a whole couple months. And then I don't know what it was, man. But yep. that, that two months when I was just rocking him, and then he just went kind of like weightless and passed out. He was just zonked out to sleep. It was, yeah. I don't know, it was a special moment. Yeah, what about for was... you? Was there was there a pinnacle moment for you? Like. I, I would say it was when it first started getting real, like, you know, you find out, you know, your, your, your wife's pregnant or your girlfriend or your, you know, your partner, right. You find out they're pregnant and like, okay, you know, we're pregnant. Okay. And you start setting up the appointments and things like that. Are you going to say and heartbeat? That's, that's where I'm getting to yeah. when it, when we went to the first appointment and which was crazy. We found out literally weeks, maybe a week or two right before I went to Europe. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And um so I think like it was it was planned perfect because like if someone was asked me to go again for that long, it would be very, very, very difficult to just say, Yeah, no problem. Like yep. I might end up going, but it's just like like I said, you gotta weigh it out. But like so when we found out we And it's go not there, just you and, anymore, like it's you your partner, like, I want to make sure my partner's taken care of, you know? Yeah. Same thing. You can't just up and say, yep, see ya. I'm going to do it. Right. I get exactly. you. And so we went to the to the doctor or whatever, and the first time I, I heard my son's heartbeat, like, my stomach fell out. Like, it was just, like, in a good way. You were just like, yeah. this is happening, you know? And, like, you get excited, you know? And, and it was just, like, the coolest thing. But, like, definitely, you know, once he arrived – you know, you know, I look at my wife like beyond like to see what you know. Yeah, <laughs> that right? whole process is it's it's intense, right? To yeah. see everything, the you know, the woman to go through nine months of of pain and agony and all these things that like and dude, you don't like, really two think more about months of pain. Love... Two more months of that? pain right after birth. Two more months of pain. Oh that, yeah, like, nobody talks about like what the fuck? They're the most the the. A woman's body is, is amazing. I don't know how they do that. It's, it's insane. Uh, it gives you a whole new 
feel the respect for that. That that's exactly it. And hundred uh, percent. And you know, and and you just see all this stuff going on, and then you and then you realize that having a kid is is literally the best thing. Like the best thing in the world. When anyone asks, is it's easy. It's just being a parent. Like it's. Yeah, but you know what? Before I was a parent, when people would say that, I'd be like, "Ugh, shut the fuck, shut up, dude! You don't know yeah. what the what I okay, yeah, being a parent." But really, you have those really special moments where you just kind of like you really treasure those moments. Oh, going yeah. going back to hearing the heartbeat for the first time, the story that I have is when we we went in, we heard his heartbeat. And my wife was just like smiling, and then I just had like a tear running down my cheek. Oh. And then Brittany's like, "Honey, you okay? You gonna make it through this?" And I'm like, "Yes, it's so crazy. That's his heartbeat. You can hear his little beating right. heart. It was amazing. I don't know. It's it was rad. We uh right before we went to Europe, we um we bought uh." I can't even, why can't I think of what it's called? We bought a, a device where obviously you could uh, listen to the heartbeat. We yeah. bought it and we shipped it to the house or whatever. And it was like a couple nights before we left. And, you know, it was the first time we used it and we, we could hear it. And I recorded it. So then when we went to Europe, I would listen to it. Like I was showing my band, like I was just amped. Like I was like, you changed it to your text town now. Every time you get a text, it's the heartbeat. You uh, know, um, but it it was cool because like it just like I was excited because I'm like thinking about like I'm going to be a dad and like how cool is it that I can tell my son like later on in life like your dad played in Europe, you're you know right. this I found out like it was this whole cool thing and like he he listened stories. to my band for sure and seen some videos and like he loves music like because we used to listen to music every night to her belly when she was pregnant and he loves music like he resonates with any type of music he gets pumped that's cool and it's, it's, it's just so cool yeah it's cool to see their little personalities come through right oh for real for real yeah he's like uh he's gonna be nine months here soon and uh, uh actually when this airs it'll probably be his nine months by now but he just says like he's so expressive he has such a personality about stuff He's got favorite foods. He's got foods he doesn't like. It's like, what do you mean? You're eight months old. What the hell? Nine they develop old. quick. Quick, quick. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's really, you know, like watching. And that that's another thing that's cool about being a parent is you, you start seeing, you watch, you're watching them learn, like whatever it is, like whether it's throwing a ball or, or running or crawling or whatever it may be. Like it's just kind of, it, it breaks life down to you, like truly – not to take things for granted anymore. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Dude, that's that's exactly how it felt. I don't know. It's a it's a wild ride being a being a dad. But it's oh, you know what I was going to say was uh it's another thing that when people would say, "Oh, enjoy it, man. It goes by quick." When people yep. would say that shit, I'm like, "Okay, dude. Everybody says that." But it's true, man. He's going to be freaking, what, he's going to be nine months, and he's like, he's like kind of crawling a little bit. You probably mud pill try to walk. It's like, how, you're growing up so quick. It's true. Damn it. It's true. <laughs> oh, no, it, it is. Like, it, he, like I said, my son just turned two, and it, you know, I remember everything like it was yesterday when we found out we were pregnant. Like, 
it, it's crazy. You know, my, my dad always said that to me growing up. He's like, you're going to blink and you're going to be 70. You're going to go, what the fuck happened? Like what, where did time go? Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that, like it's just cruising, you know? And, and then when you have a kid, cause your whole purpose is, you know, your family, you you know, your, your, your family is like the main focus. So like your focus on everything that's going on with them, time is kind of forgotten. And that's what, I think that's where people, you know, mess up sometimes is, is, is they, they don't realize how fast it's going and they, and they miss out on the little things when they should have been concerned about those more than the big things sometimes, you know, cause they end up being the big things. Yeah. That's powerful. I, I think we should end that podcast right there. Cause that's a, that's a great closing statement right there. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think, like I said, I think that's, that's, I think people need to focus on that a little bit more. And I think, that would be, I think that would be for the better of anybody. Agreed. Craig, you're, you're a hell of a dude. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed talking to you. Same for you. I, uh, I told Chris, you know, once the world decides to chill out, we, uh, we definitely want to, I want to meet in the halfway point and, uh, find a gym where we can all go in and, and spar and, and, and train and do some stuff and hang out. Yes. That'd be awesome. 100%. 100%. You want to well, do me a favor? Do you want to send me like a bunch of info on 13? Like send me the website. I am, I follow them on social media, but just put it in the text. So it'll make it easier for me to put it all together. Cause I'll put it like yeah. in the description so people can visit it and check, check your stuff out. Oh, for sure. I, I appreciate that. I'll definitely, I'll send you links and yeah, uh, put the band hook in you up there, with all some that merch good too for you doing this. Dude, this was, this was fun as shit. I appreciate it, man. I like I said, thank you for for letting me be a part of it uh, and listening to me fucking yap for an hour. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate it and, and thank you. Hell yeah, Critter. Thank you so much for listening to the show. The love and support that you guys show me is such a wonderful thing from the text messages to social media posts. It's just a constant reminder of how many awesome people I have in my life. If you want to support the show, make sure you subscribe, follow, like the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with your friends and tell them what your favorite episode is. If you think yourself or someone you may know would be great on the podcast, reach out to me and we can make it happen. I love putting these out and getting a chance to talk to so many interesting people is so incredible. So thank you for giving me your time, and I appreciate you guys more than I can put into words. I love you people very much.